once again to subject yourself to the pain and suffering of Two Girls, One Podcast, a show that has earned every one-star review it deserves. And now, here are the snowflakes who always keep the comments turned off, Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. And we're also joined by Matt. Matt, say your name. Oh, hey, uh, I'm Matt. You know what? When the, With that pause, I was still like the Bluey theme song started playing in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt! Yeah. Lindsay! If you are new to the show today, we do have a very heartwarming episode about adult fans of Bluey. I was part of a group of adults running a retreat for fourth graders this week and one of the girls had a bluey like temporary tattoo and it was very cute (laughs) the more i climb the more i'm tempted to get covered in tattoos (laughs) that's why i had to stop climbing that's why you stopped she was at risk there were needles there she was like i gotta get out i'm gonna go climbing on sunday Allie. do you want to go before you leave are you gonna be busy who are you going with my friend sd shout out to sd hi sd She's coming into town this weekend and staying with me, and we're going to go climbing. Is Esty your bestie? (laughs) Esty is a great person. Is she better than all the resty? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. You put me to the testy. I can't. I can't. Oh, God. I have to sit this one out. Are you okay? Uh, Nope. Never. Never okay. Got it. What, why do you need to get tattoos if you're climbing? I don't understand. Because all the cool climbers have tattoos. Yeah, they have, they're have. they tatted up. And every time I climb, I'm like, damn, maybe I need some tats. Guys, Got my it. forearms are jacked, which is nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, nobody's ever like, wow, I really wish my forearms were more toned. Like, it's so useless. But Michelle Obama would disagree. Those were not her forearms. Those are her biceps, bro. Oh, her forearms? Yeah, and her tri-arms. Your forearms? Yeah, I could jerk a dick like crazy if I wanted wow. to. You know what I mean? Do like, it. Ah! Like, it's crazy, my forearms. They're nuts. I think that's ex- the sounds and the way you're describing it <laughs> is exactly how I think guys want their dick to be treated. No, that's factual. I wish you guys could see the hand motion and face that I just made, but we can't. I see it in my mind and it's terrifying. Thank you. That's what I'm going for. I thought of you because uh, there was a thread on Reddit that was like, hey, what cele-? it was like, ask Reddit, hey, what celebrities have you met and were they nice or dickheads? And a lot of really fun, interesting stories. I met this person. I waited on um, this person. And then one person was like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg came to my where I work at a rock climbing gym. And he really likes to do indoor rock climbing. He does? And so I was spotting Mark Zuckerberg and holding the rope. And then I'm looking up and being like, I'm literally the life of one of the most influential billionaires is in my hands. And it was super weird. And then he came down and he was like super awkward and then left. And that was my interaction with Mark Zuckerberg. And I was like, hmm. Hot. And that story adds up. Yeah. Except for the fact that he rock climbs. That doesn't add- It does, actually. There's like a lot of weird tech guys who do it. Yeah. It's very problem solving and like, I also think it's good for type A personalities. You're like, I got to get to the top. But Lindsay, mm-hmm. I don't know. I am really tempted to go with you on Sunday, but my flight to Asia is Sunday night at 11.30 p.m. So I just don't, I'm torn. You just got on a plane that's the good, that says 
Asia. Yeah, just yeah. Asia. Like, well, okay, where, you could end up anywhere. That's so exciting. I've read Asia's large. I've heard Asia is possibly the largest continent. There mm. are a few airports there, and we'll see where I end up. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if it was just it a lottery? Be, honestly, it would be fucking phenomenal. I would be so a down. Cheap t- you get a cheap ticket, and then you just like, wherever you go. As a black woman, there's some places in Asia I don't want to accidentally wind up. I, I need to go. <laughs> Mainland China is not where I'm trying mm-hmm. to head to. I'm yeah. scared. I'm in I'm in North Korea? What? <laughs> Pyongyang International Airport. That's the one place in Asia it's actually super hard to go in accidentally. So I am going to Korea. Um, South Korea. South Korea. Yeah, nice. Amazing. No, so um, this is, well, the, the longer story is interesting, but I'll try to tell a really short version, which is I lived in Egypt for three months in college and shockingly, miraculously, this one girl, now woman that I met, uh, we've stayed in touch for like 20 years, this Egyptian and uh, Egyptian and, but she's also, her mom is from Singapore. Quick question. Uh, when you were there, did you walk like an Egyptian? Absolutely. Oh I also God, crossed the border between Israel and Egypt singing Dayenu. Uh, that's not a joke. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm reconsidering my whole participation in this thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this this lovely lady has turned into this amazing entrepreneurial adult and she's been all over the world. And she said, for my 35th birthday, I want to rent an island off the coast of Malaysia called Rawa. It's four hundred dollars all inclusive per person. And I was like, fuck, yes. I'm going to go to this birthday party on Rawa. To rent an island? That's cheaper than uh, Airbnb in uh, yeah. in uh, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll report back on what the actual situation and accommodations were. But anyway, this was supposed to be May 2020. It got canceled. It's been rescheduled. Oh, that's right. My I remember friend, you talking about this. Yeah. So my friend Lauren is coming with me because, Lauren, I can ask her for any adventure, no matter how big, small, or weird. And she will respond yes with no questions asked. She's also who I went to furry con with. I'm a say yes person too. You are. And you are. I was not asked about this. But you have a very, you have, your schedule is. I think I would clear it out to go to Rawa, but it's fine. You and Lauren are going to have a blast. You are invited to come. You can it's just book late, today. Bro. But anyway, so <laughs> we have an intentional 13 hour layover in Seoul. So we Ooh, leave May 7th, hot. day in Seoul, arrive in Singapore, May 9th, two days in Singapore. Then we wow. go to Rawa off the coast of Malaysia. Then we return to Singapore. We have a week in Singapore. We fly back. It's going to be wow. fucking bananas. There's people flying in from like 20 different countries. Can you change your Singapore times? A week in Singapore is too long. Oh, really? Singapore is like the Disneyland of countries. You can see everything in mm, three days. Interesting. Disneyland, not Disney World. That's what I've heard. You can also like take a bus to... Malaysia. So a if bus? you want to. Singapore is an island. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. No, I don't, know if, you're a, I don't know if you know where you're going, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's an island, but I there's a bridge. There are bridges. Like there are bridges. I didn't you can know that. take a bus. Yeah, there's wow. some... when I went from Malaysia to Singapore, I flew. Oh, yeah. No, you can. You can. There are some pretty major bridges and you can be in another country from cool. like, with like a pretty short bus ride. So we were kind of torn. Yeah, because you can get to Johor in Malaysia like pretty easily. Fun. I didn't go to Johor. I would suggest looking into that seriously while you're on all these planes. Like 
take a guidebook that can tell you about it because Malaysia was rad and I wish I had more time in Malaysia and I needed less time in Singapore. Yeah. So Singapore, I just looked and it's a 30 minute drive from the center of Singapore to Johor, Malaysia. (laughs) Yeah, Singapore, it, you are correct, it's an island, but it's small and there's bridges. But well, so the thing is, we debated whether to go spend time in Malaysia, but then we encountered that dilemma that Lauren and I have had before in our travels, which is you try to do too much and you're just like yeah. running around like crazy. So mm-hmm. we were like, mm-hmm. you know what, we're just going to go to Singapore. But if we want to, we could do pieces of like the southern edge of Malaysia if we want to. If you want to. It's yeah. also just going to be an interesting cultural experience because there's people coming in from all over the world for this. That's so fun. And so I think a lot of us are just going to like hang in Singapore after. And so I might get the opportunity to see things that you might not normally see in Singapore. Mm -hmm. But yes, we did talk about like, do we want to pop over to another country? But ultimately, we're only going for two weeks total. So this is so exciting. No, I'm not even kidding. You and Lauren are going to have a blast. Malaysia was my when I okay, so I went to Southeast Asia right after high school with one of my besties, Lisa. And we have been traveling together for the last 20 plus years. And she was she's who I did that big 40 mile hike in the jungle with on my birthday trip. Mm -hmm. But when we went, we loved Malaysia and we wish that we had gone to the highlands in Malaysia. We stayed mostly in and around Kuala Lumpur, but we didn't do islands and we didn't do the highlands. So you're you're going to have a blast. But, you know, it is weird, right? Like to go all the way around the world. You're, it's so American to go so far, but just for this short period of time to right. see one place. I mean, I would still love to have the leeway in my schedule to take like six months to just travel. Because, yeah, for me to maybe go to Malaysia one day and do a different flight over to Malaysia at a different time <laughs> when there's when you could literally take a th- 30 minute, like, I don't know if you could take a taxi, but it's literally a 30 minute drive to Malaysia. So for all our younger listeners, you're going to feel like you need to start your life <laughs> in it. And something's going to make you think I need to start my life now or I'm behind. I need to do this. I need to get this job right out of college or high school or whatever. Don't do it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you will never have fewer responsibilities than you have in your early 20s. I think that's actually fantastic advice. And I felt the same way. I was like, I have to get started. Yeah. You know, especially in the arts, you it's so it's so young mm-hmm. and you feel and you feel such pressure. But also like to be fair to us, it's like you waited so, you waited your whole life to be able to pursue it. So but yeah, I think that's fantastic advice. It's true. I'm just saying you can figure out, I don't know, you should do it, but also you'll never have fewer responsibilities than you have in your early twenties. All the, your whole life up until you turn 18, you kind of legally have to be in school, right? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're out of high school, you're out of college, you you don't have kids, you don't have a mortgage, right? Like, just travel. It's fine. Everybody's going to try to convince you. Well, turns out I might do that in my 40s, so, you know, whatever. Do it, girl. <laughs> well, right, but that's what I'm asking is, like, with what money? Like, I didn't have any money when I was 22. You don't need money. The thing is, you don't need money because you need less as well. Like, yeah. you don't need a good bed. <laughs> you don't need <laughs> you don't need air conditioning. Like, right. You know what I mean? When the older you get, the more things you're going to want to not sacrifice mm-hmm. in your early 20s. You like you can meet someone on a bus for eight hours and then spend the next three days hanging out with their family. 
You mm-hmm. just will do that. That will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a woman, don't do it alone. But right. like that kind of stuff is is for young people to do. Those yep. are the kinds of connections you make. You're going to meet older travelers who remember when they were your age. They're going to take you in. They're literally just going to buy mm-hmm. you dinner and mm-hmm. say, have a great life and not expect anything from you. That is a possibility. When you are young, you don't need money. You just need willingness and you need youth. Yeah, I mean, you still can when you're older. But yeah, there's a lot more variables, especially you know, man, yeah. you can, you're the only one that can speak to this. But like once you have kids, it gets harder to travel and blah, 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 blah. But I just saw a me, I was actually literally texted this to friends who also have kids. Uh, it was some TikTok or meme. And it was, <laughs> it was a guy sitting in Disney world with a, with the Mickey mouse ears on. And the caption was going on vacation with your kids is just parenting in another city. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jen, our former co-host recently said the same thing to me that they were so excited <laughs> to go away as a family. And then they were like, we need to not bring our child. Yeah. 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 I, I went to Asia for three months, less, a little less than three months, six countries in seven weeks. So that's less than two months, six countries, seven weeks. And it was amazing. And I think about it all the time. And I'm like, I could have been doing this more. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> oh, I appreciate <laughs> that and envy it. But I think the uncertainty of like, I have no money and I'm rely- I'm going to go to a foreign place and just rely on the kindness of strangers. And that may or may not work out. I don't think that's for everyone. I wouldn't do that. I misled you. I didn't mm-hmm. mean you need no money. Mm-hmm. You, you can work. You some money. Just live <laughs> Live with your live with your parents for mm-hmm. a summer. Mm-hmm. Work at a, a low paying job. Right, save right. all yes. your money yes. and take your little three thousand dollars, and that will last you all summer. It will, and then mm-hmm. go work a job somewhere else. Share work on a farm that will pay you to work the farm and house you, and then take your little three thousand dollars and go to another farm. You know what I mean? I'm saying you don't need a lot of money. Yep, I get it. It's all what you want out of life, and I still want to do that. I also wish. When I was 22, that I had become a dive master and led scuba diving trips for a year. Mm-hmm. Do it. Still or a ski instructor. Still I know no, a lot I don't of people. That. I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> that requires being cold. I know a lot of people who are now like high paying, have high paying jobs. They all worked as ski instructors for a year somewhere cool that they just wanted to live. You know, do it. This There's never a better time to take a risk, make a move, try out a different life than in your 20s, your early 20s, especially. When your body is its strongest and most rubbery. Well, (laughs) speaking of rubbery bodies. Yes, (laughs) what? Go on. I'm like, what are we talking about today? Uh, Roast me. We're talking about roast me. And I feel like there's probably some kind of roast you could do of someone with a rubbery body. Listen, I tried really hard to make a connection. It wasn't my best. It might have been my worst. No, it's close. It's like resilience. Resilience. You're resilient in your 20s. There's no bad ideas. Except except for that. that. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's that South Park thing. There's there's no stupid questions, only stupid people. Um, uh, yeah. So, okay, there is a subreddit, r slash roast me, and people post a photo of themselves and they get roasted, like they get the shit roasted out of them. <laughs> and I have been slightly intrigued by doing this for a long time, also because I think it would be great to have more insults for myself in my stand-up. Uh, I actually... She's looking for free writers. That's what she's looking for. I am. Um, I actually asked my friend Ronnie. I was like, will you roast me? And he was like, go post on this subreddit. And I was like, that sounds terrifying. Then I almost did it. Then I heard some stories about women getting harassed off the internet. And it's I don't know, it was a tumultuous conversation with myself. Anyway, so mm-hmm. today we are speaking with 
I think perhaps the arguably most roasted man on the internet, or at least on r slash roast me. Roast me. And we're speaking to a woman who is studying the subreddit, I believe for her, is it for her dissertation, Matt? No, no, no. It, I think it's just one project for a, her a master's project degree. project for graduate school, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing that I love that this is, we study it in the sense of, wow, oh, weird. I love that there are people that are actually academically studying these phenomena. And so we'll speak mm-hmm. with her. It's an intriguing sociological experiment. Why would someone give getting negative comments on the internet is like the worst part of the internet. So why would anyone say, do your absolute worst? Give that permission. That's a fascinating thing. Well, I think it's because people are like, I I want to know if someone can be funny about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like the primary goal of this subreddit is, is hilariousness, mm-hmm. not hurtfulness, which is mm-hmm. the primary goal of most of the internet is the opposite. You know, mm. most of the internet is trash. <laughs> But I also, yeah, it is. Who is posting on here? Not everybody can be a comedian looking for for free writing like Allie. (laughs) Oh, well, that's something that's interesting. Well, it's not that I'm looking for free writing per se, but it's like I know that like I sound like a Muppet. I make fun of my voice on stage. But, you know, my hair is a little bit like maybe Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker fucked a fraggle. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't have it exactly nailed down. But I think there's something there. But I think people are really curious what others secretly think of them. I think that's an innate curiosity. But also I do worry that there are some people who are, you know, down and out and beating themselves up about it and and looking for... Yeah, they're true masochists. Yeah, it's a little... There have been some sort of dicey stories from the subreddit and people blatantly posting like, my life is in shambles, do your worst. And it's like, what? I, <laughs> it's like, right. Why oh, would you sir, want that at that time? Is there a therapeutic angle of like, bring me all the way down to rock bottom so I can come back up? I, I, I don't know. I worry it's like people who cut themselves, but like the verbal yeah. version, you know, where they're like, yeah. this will make me feel again. So yeah. for the most part, it's kind of fun and games. And I'm, I'm particularly excited to speak to our first guest who like got shitty headshots in his 20s. And they're so <laughs> absurd that he decided this is the thing I'm going to post and tell people to roast me. And yep. they did. Oh, they did. Although what's funny is I think they mostly glommed on to the recent photo of him that he posted along, along with it because you have to <laughs> hold up like a photo of your consent to be roasted. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Lindsay, have you ever considered it or absolutely not? Literally never. I <laughs> know that I have a lot of unfounded confidence and I like moving through the world that way. <laughs> It's fine. You should. You know what? I would like gas me up. I am not here for you to cut me down. (laughs) Just tell me all the best things about me. I love it. Yeah. Wait, is there an r slash toast me? Probably. The sister subreddit seems to be r slash free compliments where it is only about building me up. You know, hey, I'm having a rough day. Tell me something good. And people are like, oh, your hair's so nice. You know, stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. I love that one. Yeah, that's wonderful. Let's let's interview them, too. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think also that they should obviously send all those people who are like, this is the worst day of my life. My wife left me and I just <laughs> feel a bit terrible. Roast me. 
everybody should be like, oh, sir, you're on the wrong page. You need to go to freecompliments.com. Here you go. You know, I feel like I should troll r slash roast me and just leave on every single post. You're amazing. I love your hair. There's got to be someone that's doing that. You might be moderated out, actually, because I think the rules of the subreddit are like, no, you have to you have to be vicious as long as it's funny kind of thing. I have gone through and looked at some of these and sometimes there is someone who's like, oh, I really think it's not that bad of a picture. And you're like, (laughs) oh no, how did you end up here? You're lost, you Mm -hmm. know? Downvote. All right. Well, do you have some trivia about roasting and toasting? I sure do. Today we're talking about verbally and I guess textually roasting another person. But today's trivia is about actually roasting your food Specifically roasting (laughs) the most delicious food, other animals. Chicken. President William Howard Taft. Have you heard of him? Yeah. He went to Yale like Allie and I. That's right. That's right. Oh, wow. He's also the most heftiest person to attend Yale at the time. And there's uh, probably a lie that they had to widen the doors to his residential college. Yeah. That sounds like one of those urban legends. He was part of Skull Skull and Bones, which is some secret Yale organization. Society for a white man. Yeah, we used to be for white men. Yeah, yeah. So did the whole college. (laughs) (laughs) And college in general, if you go back further enough. Mm -hmm. He was the 27th president of these United States, serving from 1909 to 1913. And he had a specific taste for a certain roast dish. Mm. So much so that during the White House Thanksgiving dinner, his staff would serve this animal alongside the traditional roast turkey, as uh, you just alluded to. What did President Taft love to roast? I have three choices. Wow. Is it A, roast emu, the large Australian bird, which a diplomat had brought back as a gift early in Taft's term? That is choice A. Choice B, roast eastern red bat, a species of flying mammal native to Ohio that Taft ate growing up in Cincinnati. Or is it C, roast possum, which he ate commonly when he was in Texas and Georgia. Possum. Which is the correct answer? Yikes for all of it. I'm going with possum. Okay. Yeah, I really want to go with possum too. You know how I like to split the vote though. Ugh, it's definitely possum, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go emu. Okay. Uh, Lindsay chooses emu. Allie chooses chooses the roast possum. Yep. We will find out what strange animal William Howard Taft liked to, to roast after this important break. All right, people, the time has come where we like to thank (laughs) all those suckers (laughs) who are contributing to our Patreon at a $10 or more level. Without these ding-dongs, we couldn't do anything. So, first of all and foremost, we'd like to say to Wesley, dude, you're getting a Cordell. (laughs) Jerry Duran, why don't you do skip? Also, yeah. Jessica Fox, more like Jessica. Oh, no, I can't roast them. I can't roast people who are giving us money. Happy <laughs> Phillips, gross. <laughs> Matthew Scott, more like Michael Scott's younger brother who definitely has a job. Oh, I don't know. Got him. Oh, Melissa Elliott, another person with two first names. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And William, what do you think you are? Madonna? We have Jessica Kybell, 
What about cowbell? <laughs> Ken M, more like Ken M and M. You're probably yummy and delicious. That's not how roasts work. Uh, no. And yeah. Kelsey Murray. Once again, we have two first names. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. Friends, we're not great at roasting our friends. We love you. Thank you for donating to our Patreon at the ten dollar more level. Anyone who's listening, if you would like to donate to our Patreon, we promise we will never roast anyone ever again who <laughs> donates to our Patreon. Any amount is the best. $1, $2, $400, $800. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to limit you, okay? You rock. The Patreon is patreon.com slash 2G1P. We heart your faces. Thank you. But if you don't contribute, we will roast the fuck out of you. There we go. That's correct. Advertisement entitled Be Naked at My Sister's Wedding Lower East Side from the number one website for the nude gig economy Craigslist.org My sister is having an outdoor wedding in New Canaan, Connecticut in May. I want someone to be naked in the woods and run through the wedding in order to ruin it. I will protect you from my family. I think that could be an exciting gig. What if that's how you meet your husband? You run naked through a wedding, and then you're like, we met at a wedding. I ran naked through it. Just Weddings yeah. are great places to meet people. Are they? I feel like I go to weddings, and I'm just the only single person. Well, now we waited too long. I mean, if you go naked, I think you'll have a lot more success. That's true. That's why I'm going to respond to this gig. I heard about those forearms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run naked, and nobody's going to look at anything other than my fucking forearms. <laughs> my forearms are swole. So swole. <laughs> Delightful. Delightful. All right. Well, Matt, tell us about this trivia. Is it a possum? Is it a bird? Is it an emu? What weird animal did uh, President William Howard Taft enjoy roasting and eating on the regular? Uh, was it uh, roast emu? Lindsay chose that. Yum. Or roast bat? Eastern red bat? No one chose it. Or see roast possum? Ali went with the old possum. Mm-hmm. Sticking with it. Sticking with it. The answer comes from uh, the Atlantic com and magazine citing uh, archival information from the New York Times uh, covering Taft's strange eating habits. Uh, the answer is possum C. I knew it. That's good. It adds up. That's that's kind of common, honestly. I, I was. I'm from Georgia. I don't know how yeah, common it is. So but... I don't know if this is like not roadkill, but like that you just hunt in the woods and you shoot whatever is out there and then you smoke it up and eat it. That's, I guess that's a thing. Well, possum, possums are like the raccoons of the South. They're kind of, they get in everything. They're very annoying. Mm -hmm. So people kill them a lot and they're not Mm -hmm. cute like raccoons. I just figured it was going to be some like Americana sort of situation. And so to me, that was the possum. Right. Yeah. No, possum felt right. I also am secretly a trivia genius. Yeah. I'm just always fascinated by like, "Mm, this animal is delicious. This chicken is a delicious animal, but this pigeon is disgusting. You know, like (laughs) why? I 
remember when I first discovered that roadkill casserole was a thing, which I find Oof. both disgusting and wonderful because if it yeah. is going to die, mm-hmm. might as well make it sacrifice worthwhile. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's one other addendum to the Taft story uh, cited in the Atlantic article, which is that, okay, so this is in Augusta, Georgia. It says Taft meets a possum. And I'm going to read from the New York Times clip. Another chapter has been added to the possum lore which is accumulating about the president-elect. The story, as told by Mr. Taft, is that last night when taking dinner with Mr. and Mrs. Landon A. Thomas, I'm not sure who who those people are, a large covered platter, silver platter, was set before him, upon which he looked with considerable interest as visions of a roast flitted across his mind. The cover was suddenly lifted and, looking with reproach directly into the eyes of the president-elect, was a very much alive Billy Possum tied to the platter. The animal's teeth were exhibited and an ugly snarl was on his tongue, but it was the reproachful look which left the lasting impression on Mr. Taft's mind. That's insane. Why would you serve alive? Possums are dangerous. He was tied down. Also, I don't blame that possum for a reproachful look as it's yeah. tied down to a plate. Fair. How would That's you fair. be looking at people? Sexy. If I was tied down to a plate about to be served, I'd give him a sexy look. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Allie, you would sing. You start singing. Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> that's that's actually the first rendition of that song, sung that's in a fact, sexy way. Fact. It was that that's possum. That it possum, was you're right. not Marilyn Monroe. That's <laughs> history has forgotten this possum's yeah. contribution to entertainment. It's really awful, actually, on behalf of all possums everywhere. Who could have guessed the possibility that they would be? No. Wow! Don't mm. don't wow that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Well, I think it's time to talk to our guest. (laughs) Now that we've truly made it weird, everyone here at the show is very excited to welcome the next guest. One of the most roasted people on the subreddit, r slash roast me. He has the third most upvotes ever for anyone being roasted in this subreddit. Everyone, please welcome Michael McElroy. Hello. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, how yeah, do you like welcome. that applause instead of that roast? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a, yeah, toast you, me, please. You, Give me you <laughs> fucking yes. idiot. I'm hurting over toast here. Me. Yeah, I guess should have said toast instead of roast. You were really on top of it. I just want everyone to know it's very early in California right now. I cannot be held responsible for anything that I say or don't say. <laughs> As if we try to be responsible with what we say otherwise. <laughs> AKA oh, all the every other times. Yeah. Yes, yep. yes. All right, you're, you're one of the most roasted. What's happening? People who are in the know with Reddit, if you sort by top, then you can see the most upvoted things of all time. And I'm the third most upvoted. And I will say that anyone who wants to should go check out who the person who's the first most upvoted was actually it was kind of like a redemption narrative. And this person wasn't really roasted. That was actually a lot of love being poured out for this person. And then the number Aww. two most up, upvoted is COVID, the, a literal coronavirus. <laughs> oh. so, yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. I think I'm the most roasted. You're the most roasted person. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. does that feel you know it was fun i don't know i I liked it what's wrong with you is this like a is this like a bdsm thing for you yeah i'm no i think that's just masochism the the other letters don't count yeah 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 that's true do you do you like the you like the role playing of it? Like you like when people mm, call you yes. names? Is that yes. what's happening? <laughs> yeah. How many times did you masturbate to your own roasts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, countless. Um, I, uh, 
<laughs> more than, more than upvotes. Thank you. Um, I, <laughs> I was, um, I don't know. I was, I'm a casual Redditor. I like Reddit because the kind of the, the cream rises to the top, if you will. So, you know, you kind of see the top, or the way at least I read it, is I see the top posts or the top comments. And I think Roast Me was pretty present, especially a few years ago, and would be on the like sorting by the all, the most voted, upvoted things a lot. So I would see, I was familiar with Roast Me, and I kind of had this fear, like, you know, thought exercise, like, would I ever do that? Could I do that? That seems terrifying. Then I just kind of got more into the idea. And then I kind of had this hack where I was aware of these very bad, photographs of me. And I was like, well, I could hide behind these photos that I already know are bad. And then, uh, and then that won't hurt my feelings at all. Where did these bad photos come from? <laughs> so I was, I used to try to be, and I, I think you, you, you're both actors too, or, you know, like I used to, I was a theater major, wanted to be an actor. Hey, we know that life. Gross. Yeah. You have some crazy headshots. You're holding yeah. a stuffed animal. Yeah. They're bad headshots. Like, I, I went to liberal arts college to be a, a working actor, which was a mistake. Like I learned how to be like a, a dramaturg, you know, I learned all about like, I, you know, I agree. Stanislavski. I agree. As right? do yeah. I. <laughs> I think theater yeah. majors should have production and marketing requirements. Yes, yes. I agree. Mm. It doesn't prepare mm-hmm. you for the actual career. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, exactly. I'm good at reading 18th century Russian uh, yes. plays, but yes. I not, did not know how to have headshots. <laughs> exactly. <them> clearly. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I got. I, I it was in the era of like Groupon. This is you know 13 years ago. Groupon was big, and so I got this Groupon for fifty dollar headshots, which oh, is a poor, amazing. not very successful. Listen, headshots are overpriced. Oh, yeah. I got shitty headshots that I paid hundreds of dollars for. So on that scale, Mazel tov, continue. Now you can just generate headshots from Midjourney for well, free. Yeah. Fucking That's hell, actually, man. so I'll get to, I, I actually did do an AI <laughs> interpretation of my once viral roast me post that did not get any traction, but I did want to see if an AI generator would do a better job. Anything would do a better job than those headshots. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, and they were just so bad. Like, and I didn't know what I was doing. I kind of had this notion, like, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of more comedic actors. So I was like, I kind of will all kind of do heightened expressions. The lighting was terrible. I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. So I had, no one told me what my hair should look like ever and so it was just a disaster don't blame blame the absence of a girlfriend all right men get your shit together it's not our responsibility somehow it's still a woman's fault it's still a woman's fault (laughs) anyway so i was just a mess and i these pictures were so the lighting was so bad like so i got a cd of all the pictures and i remember going through there's hundreds of them and i remember going through all of them and like desperately seeing if there was a single photo that might look okay and they just were all pretty terrible. So they kind of turned into this gag in my friend group of these bad pictures that existed of me. I never actually tried to get an audition with those headshots. I would not. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I got better ones. I paid full dollar for uh, some real headshots a little bit later on. Honestly, I'm glad, though, you like definitely got $50 worth out of these headshots. You know? Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I think so, too. So, so that's, yeah. So I had these kind of in my in my pocket. And I was like, I'm very comfortable being roasted for these horrible headshots. So what I did was I made this little Brady Bunch like collage of some of the worst ones. And then because of roast me, you have to have your little verification photo. So I put my present day self in the middle. And so I was like, it's okay. Now no one's going to hurt any of my feelings. I'll be good. Even if anyone comments on these. And just to be really clear, the verification photo for our listeners is when you're holding the sign that says roast me, giving full consent, essentially. Yeah. With your username. So they Mm. know you're you. And of course, people, people roasted me for the headshots. But of course, some people went at me for the, what I actually look like now, 10 years later too. And 
making fun of my hair loss and making fun of <laughs> whatever they could latch oh on. Oh my gosh, brutal. I did get my feelings a little hurt, but it was okay. You know, I am just so interested in the idea that like people are like, yeah, I want to be roasted. You know, I want people to say what's bad. Is it because you're, you want to see if people agree with what is off about you? Mm. Or are you curious about maybe what someone might say like that might, that you don't even know about that? Like, oh, I wonder what other, the the rest of the world really thinks about me. Is that like the curiosity? I, I think there's elements of that. I think that also with the distance of 10 years, you know, I was like at a place socially that, you know, I, I was not super self-conscious, like I might have been, you know, when I was 23 or 24, when I, when the headshots were originally taken. You know, I, I was married and just kind of felt like, I, you know, it's not like I was super worried if someone was, you know, people were going to come out. I felt more secure is maybe a more succinct way of putting that. Fe- felt a little bit more secure about who I was at the time. Had I been posting them at an insecure stage in my life, that might not have uh, felt very good. So yeah, so I, I was all of those things. I was a little bit curious. What will people come up with? I was like, I have some predictions about what people might come at me for. Sure enough, they did that and more. Um, but I wasn't, <laughs> I, I don't think I, I didn't want to go into it getting my heel, feelings hurt, which might be different from some other people who post. It was more because I wanted to see if people would make good jokes about me and they did for listeners who have not are not currently looking at the r slash roast me top right now i'm going to describe some of michael's headshots (laughs) you know the best way to describe them i think is like awkward family photos but it's just you (laughs) yeah and like sometimes the the photographer surprised you like sometimes you look like the neighbor in a 90s family sitcom and sometimes you look like like the kids who are like grossed out by something you're like making like a kind of slight sneering face and you're <laughs> you're skeptical of whoever's taking the photo and Which sometimes it's just like too close it's too close to you and nobody put powder on your cheeks and you're quite shiny <laughs> and sometimes you're like mad like i'm going to i'm going to be a bully in a 1950s period piece about children now you're just roasting him i'm just saying that's what the pictures look like to me and i haven't read the roasts yet and the shadows i mean my it's like my eyes just look like i have seen it all um, <laughs> even though i'm 23 years old <laughs> okay so um you post this and you probably d- did not expect to be to become the most roasted person. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, I was. So I posted it. I was home, kind of at my. I was actually at my parents' house. It was a little after Christmas, so I was like home for the holidays. And you know, my family were kind of all in the loop that I was doing this. And I was kind of narrating as he got like, I was like, oh, I got fifteen upvotes. Oh, this was a funny joke. And then I like, I think I took a nap because that's what I do when I go to my parents' house. And, uh, <laughs> and I woke up, you know, maybe an hour later and it had just blown up and there were, I mean, my, and I got all the, I get little updates on my phone and I mean, my, my notifications were just off the charts. It was, it was wild. I was not expecting it to, to blow up like that. That's hilarious. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at the top, like sorted by best comments. Mm. I mean, the, the second one from the top is pretty sure he thought he could make it as an actor after watching the Hills have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I got called every combination of office co- character 
fucked every off. Uh, can I say fucked? Yeah, yeah, you can. Fuck oh, great. Yeah, fuck yeah, you okay. can. Yeah. yeah. So every every office character fucked every different. Like Jim fucked Dwight. Jim oh. and Pam's <laughs> love child. <laughs> I got called a McPoyle so many times. Like those those were those like crusty guys from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. You watched that? They were like deliberately gross. I got I called got called a McPoyle a lot. Wow. We also have fifty bucks for thirty of it. You could have gotten a halfway decent haircut. True. <laughs> oh, I should be on the horn here. Sorry. <laughs> then there was someone as the photographer like trying to direct yeah, you it's like okay weird. give me a creepy smile great now creepy serious <laughs> excellent how about creepy nervous nailed it let's try i just murdered the neighbors and burned down their house because their underage daughter caught me peeping from my parents basement window and they're filing restraining order perfect the photographer i think that's the best one then there's a similar one which mic are you today one clearly uncomfortable two hannibal impression three a little quirky. Four, Hannibal impression. Two, five, trying to be serious but clearly suppressing laughter. Six, smile creases look like a mustache. Seven, overwhelming regret. Eight, the big book of British smiles, 2009. And then we've got you look like Jim fucked Dwight. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. There's, there we go. One. There's one more that I really like. The liked. many faces of surprise butt sex. That's pretty uh, good. Yeah, that one's solid. Yeah. Solid. Solid. <laughs> this one, the one I liked was the most upsetting headshot since the JFK assassination. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow, that is a really good one. Oh wow! Also, also, I like. Well, at least the producers of your "To Catch a Predator" episode will have plenty of intro outro choices. Wow, there's enough. Like, oh, you look awkward and creepy. Like, there's tons of variations on that. But like, the best headshot since the JFK. Like, that is poetry, right there. I know. You know what I mean? That's why I love this. Song. Oh, I found that one. There haven't been headshots this upsetting since John F. Kennedy rode through D- Daly Plaza in 63. <laughs> it's just, it's chef's kiss right there. Yeah. When you went through this experience, what was expected and what was unexpected for you? You know, I'm a casual <clears throat> user of, of roast me. So I've seen people's top roasts. I see the witty ones. I see the JFK level ones, you know, the creepy Brady Bunch, the, the really good ones. But what you don't see with Reddit, because it goes by upvotes, so you see the things that are most interesting, are all the kind of lazy repetitive or offensive jokes that get kind of downvoted or, or no get no traction. So they just get buried. But if your notifications are on, you get them all. So, you know, I was getting, I mean, the, I was, like I said, I got called cricket from always sunny in Philadelphia or the McPoyles from always sunny in Philadelphia, like dozens of times or Brady Munch intro dozens of times. There were like, there was, you know, the, the many faces surprise butt sex, but then there was like casual, lazy kind of, you know, homophobia for no reason, you know, like just like, you know, there's a lot of offensive stuff um, and maybe hurtful stuff, depending on who posted that doesn't get seen ever and maybe gets moderated out at some point, but you get a notification about it if you're, if you're the one posting. So um, that was kind of, that was unexpected. Okay. I'm scrolling down to some of the lower upvoted ones. (laughs) And one of them says, I legitimately thought these were images of all the Duggar boys. (laughs) That's like, isn't that the like 19 and counting family that's mired in (laughs) scandals? So here's the thing. Sometimes they're just trying to be like insulting, right? But sometimes they're genuinely just like, commenting and not sort of being sort of intentionally hurtful. One of them is like this. 
They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but I've got eight pictures here and I'm fucking speechless. <laughs> <laughs> there's really witty ones. And then there's just so much lazy or bad humor too. And you have to kind of wade through all of it. Which ones kept you up at night? Oh, I don't know. I mean, my hairline, like people making fun of how much, you know, how how my hair is receding. Did you know that your hair was receding or did you like discover I, it through? I think this put it together. This made things click into place a little bit more. You know, I was like, wow. And now that you know mention it, I used to have a lot more hair. It was a bad haircut, but I had a lot of it. Now it's <laughs> it's retreating slowly. Or my <laughs> the lighting, I mean, especially the lighting of these headshots, like I always have like sometimes in pictures, the middle of my this might not be interesting to anyone, but the middle of my mustache like is darker than the rest of my mustache. <laughs> and it looks a little like a Hitler mustache. Like, <laughs> and like some people call that out. And I was like, yeah, I guess ugh, I don't know what to do about that. I guess I have like a, a deep recessed middle lip crease or whatever that's called. Yeah, it's hilarious. You went to these headshots without shaving oh. or growing a beard. You're like <laughs> right in the middle. I'm just going <laughs> to show up. I don't. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't ever think about like going deep down into the bottom of the things where nobody's upvoting them. You know, sometimes it's like people are just commenting in in it. And I'm like, that's not what this subreddit is for. People are like, oh, wow, that's really funny. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>, noted. <laughs> I think it's one of the top rules or the number one rule of the subreddit is like you can say anything you want and you can be as mean as you want. You can be uh, racist or homophobic or, really? or vicious as long as it's funny. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that it's a safe place to be the worst human being you can be in service of comedy and carving that space out on the internet is fascinating to me. And I, I wonder, Michael, if you have any as a lurker and as a as a enjoyer of the subreddit, uh, I wonder if you have any, any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I I like that about comedy in general. Like, I you know, I, I but the it, funny is so in the eyes of the beholder often, but not yeah. for some things. Some things are just very obviously not funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not I'm not mean in in life, um, and nor am I very good at mean humor. But I appreciate like a devastating joke, you know. And so and <laughs> so that's what I see when I look at roast me. I see devastating jokes people made about consenting, you know, people C consent. Yes. But it's interesting when you talk about how some of it's lazy, right? Because I also feel like people do use, well, I was just kidding. And it's comedy as a joke mm -hmm. to, you know, be really, as we were discussing, Hurtful. racist, sexist, yeah. misogynist. Yeah. It's really not appropriate. Yeah. But the guise of comedy is like somehow it's sort of OK, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. I also heard you saying that not as guys, but G-U-Y-S. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is always guys of comedy that are doing that bullshit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But this kind of turns it on his head of like, oh, you're saying those things in real life. Oh, it's just a joke. But in this context, it's like, no, no, the whole point is to make the best joke possible. Well, I think it's a good example of the line, sure. right? Because a lot of times I'll go see stand-up and they'll do something that's mean to a yeah. group and I'm just like, my problem with it is that that was a lazy joke, right? Maybe if that right. was a better joke, I wouldn't care yeah. as much. So yeah. the Reddit thread is sort of sort of the same, right? The ones that are really good, you're like, okay, maybe that's like a little offensive, but it's so good that we can respect <laughs> it. Whereas like the lazy offensive ones are like, all right, you're probably just a racist, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. isn't that how stand-up comedy works though? Like people go to open mic nights and they workshop their jokes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes it's bad, yeah. mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't put the work in. They're just right. up there being <laughs> right. offensive. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, why are you so offended? It's like, well, because you didn't put the work in. If that was a better joke, I might right. not be offended. But right. this sub feels like it's like an open mic night for yeah. individual jokes. And and the, the bad ones, the lazy ones get buried. And the ones that 
achieve what they're going for, you know, get highlighted. Yeah, I mean, I love the photographer one, or his being <laughs> yeah. the photographer, because that one is creative, yeah. right? It's creative, yeah. it's funny, it's really kind of painting a scene. I like that, you know. I, I love that you have such a good sense of humor about this. It's so fun, and it's also fun knowing that we can give you shit and that you're, you can take it. <laughs> but um, it's got to be traumatic for people, too, and... I'm a little concerned, like I'm looking at like recent ones and um, one says, a, a person says roast, you know, who's offering up to be roasted says, divorced, chronically ill, handicapped yeah. and broke, obliterate me. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little concerning, you know. Well, that's like the, the Millhouse Simpson, you know, Bart Simpson best friend kind of dynamic where it's like the, that plays out in an elementary school all the time where kind of the run of the litter, you know, the kind of awkward kid will offer themselves up to be bullied or made fun of as a way of getting attention and being included by the cool mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. It feels like that same dynamic. Yeah. 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 And it, but it's problematic. It's like there, it's for the wrong reasons, you know? So there is moderation. And I, I so I think that the community can rally around people. I, it doesn't happen all the time, but if you sort by top all time, there's this this guy who, um, you know, I think he was really down and, you know, and I think like contemplating suicide, to be honest, and, and the way his like first post went, which is a little further down or a lot further down is, you know, him saying kind of like, give me a reason to end it, you know, like, a, you know, asking to really be hurt. Wow. And so what the community did is they didn't roast him. They refused to roast him and instead they compliment him and they tried to give him reasons to live and refer him to suicide helplines and, you know, tried to rally around this guy. Mm-hmm. And and so the the most upvoted post of all time is this follow up that he did, I don't know, sometime later, kind of showing that that worked and saying, you know, that he really was very touched by this online community that that refused to punch him while he was down. Mm-hmm. So it has the capability of doing that. And, and I, I found that really moving, though, I think your point still stands. And yeah. How often does that happen versus this woman who wrote divorced, chronically ill, handicapped and broke obliterate me and they went to town doing that, you know? Yeah. So it's I... interesting, right? It's something I, I, I've wanted to try it also because a lot of stand-ups they start by insulting themselves and it's like a, it's almost cliche but i think in like a 5 minute set it's very helpful because you, once you make fun of yourself it's almost like then you're you can kind of make fun of other things right so a lot of people enter by saying i know i look like this and this so you fucked each other you know what i mean so i've been sort of interested <laughs> to do it but the sub can be so brutal especially to women right they like yeah. in the in this one that i just mentioned it like immediately i mean the second comment is sexual mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the fifth the se- you know they just immediately you know get so sexual so quickly and it, it can't possibly be the same experience for men versus women yeah i completely i mean yeah i mean that, that's what kind of what i'm saying is like i was coming from a place of confidence when i posted and you're right like not everyone gets that privilege so you know i i the worst of the worst didn't couldn't hurt me too bad in that moment in my life and do the do the moderators like what do they because it's very interesting that one story where they actually refuse to roast him right are there times where the moderators won't do you know if they don't approve things or if they'll step in or so interestingly the top voted comment from at least after shortly after it went viral was this comment on mine that was um next time you get headshots try the back of your head which i thought was like mm-hmm. i I, th- I read that is like turn around you know you, nothing could be uglier than your face try the back of your head that's fun but i think so that got moderated out and i think it's maybe because it broke some rule of of insinuating violence you know like like i Mm. think that maybe that's what how some moderator interpreted that as and there were others that like were violent you know or you know shoot yourself or something lots lots of like plays on headshots for mine and i saw them 
but then eventually they got moderated out. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between good and bad jokes, meaning like referring to JFK, a, 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 a historical violence that happened in the past is very funny, but hey, shoot yourself in the head, not so funny, you know? Both yeah. are headshot jokes, yeah. and uh, to to Ali's point, mm -hmm. one is good comedy, and one is la is seems fairly lazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And isn't that like what humor is all about? It's like not punching down. And when mm -hmm. it's the internet, you don't know if you're punching. I guess that's kind of yeah. what you all were saying. Like you don't know if you're punching down at someone or not. Right. So it's, it's like internet. it's a very tricky line. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what the other guidelines are in terms of so violence? It sounds like they might take that down. Yeah, they have it here on the side. No underage. Every, everyone has to be 18 or over. That's kind of obvious. Mm -hmm. um, unfunny abuse rule that, that Matt referenced. Mm -hmm. Inappropriate flattery rule. I'm guessing that's <laughs> like don't try and hit on people who mm. <laughs> go get arrested. Yeah. It's not a dating website. Yeah. There are some people who are like very attractive and they're like, do your worst. Yeah. And they're like hot, you know, yeah. and then like, what do you want from this? You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. So what were some unexpected results, right? Did pe Were people privately messaging you? I imagine this sort of spilled beyond Reddit in a way. A bit, yeah. Well, I got a bunch of awards and I don't understand what to do with them or what they are. I think it's a way for Reddit to make money maybe. But I, so I, I think I have some awards I can dole out at some point and I don't know how to do that. I was on the top page of Reddit. So if you get on the top page of Reddit, you get invited to some subreddit called Popular Club for only people who got hmm. uh, wow. who made it to the top of Reddit. And it's a very boring, like I've not ever really looked at that subreddit very much. So that was kind of interesting. I did, someone did write an article about, about this. So, you know, at one point I had some quotes in an article about Roast Me. And then I've now used it as this like fun fact about myself. You know, sometimes it's an uh, an icebreaker. Anytime you have something that got a lot of attention on the internet. Mm -hmm. And then one other one is, so I have a little brother uh, and this was maybe the best day of my little brother's life. Um, <laughs> getting Having like the internet just destroy me. You know, he, he was in the comments uh, um, egging people on and trying to, he was like <laughs> giving them extra information. He was like, I'm his brother. Here's some other things you can make fun of him for. <laughs> so he was just, he was Completely delighted. unrelated. He was like, <laughs> yeah. when he was 12. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have some worse pictures I can send you. So, so, so yeah, I don't know. But then it's like nothing really happens. There's it's, there were also some people that made, you know, there's like maybe I had moments of delusions of grandeur. Like there's um do you know the Hide the Pain Herald? Are you familiar with that? No. No, what no. is that? It's like uh you'd you'd recognize the 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 stock image. Oh, Harold. Yes, yes, yes. The old guy on the computer. Or yeah, or he's like looking at the camera. Hide the pain herald. Yes. Okay. People were comparing my expressions to this guy's, and then people were saying, like, you're gonna be the new hide the pain herald. Your face <laughs> is going to be like an every meme, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting because like, you know, ridiculously photogenic guy was a marathon runner right, who right. was like very handsome as he ran across, you know, 30 right, miles. Yeah. And then he read it was like, look at this fucking guy. And then he became a meme, you know, so mm -hmm. it's interesting that you did not uh, join memedom in that same no, way. No, I didn't quite make full memedom. <laughs> Are you upset about it? I, I mean. I think, I, yeah, I don't know. It would, I think it would have been cool, but maybe it would have been terrible. I, it's a little hard to know. Like, what's Hide the Pain Herald's life? Does he do commercials sometimes? Right, I do I a know. commercial. Someone wanted <laughs> I hope he's still alive. Yeah, yes, also that. Way to make it dark right there, Matt. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we were all like, ha, 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 ooh. Well, you know, he's an older gentleman who probably took a stock photo in uh, 2004. He was born, I'm now on his Wikipedia, he was born in 1945. So, <laughs> excellent. Oh, oh, yeah, getting up there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. He 
is really hiding the pain. That's generational trauma that we're witnessing being just (laughs) hidden in those photos. So do you have any advice for people who might post on our slash roast me? Only do it if you're feeling secure because people will find, if if you think you know every flaw about yourself, people will find a flaw you don't know about yourself. So only do it if you're in a secure place. Was it really just the hairline though? Because maybe you should have known that. Well, the the Hitler mustache, shadow thing, Mm -hmm. the uh, trying to crows, crows, I don't know, wrinkles, uh, my brow. (laughs) I don't know. People had little things. What's funny though is like as a woman, like I just feel like we already know all of it. (laughs) All right. So anything, any final thoughts on what you learned from this experience? You know, internet attention is like addictive. Like, you know, I was like, (laughs) it was fun to have strangers notice me. Like it was interesting and fun and kind of exhilarating. And maybe like a drug in that it also has some some after effects and some bad parts too. (laughs) And you chase it. You chase the high a little bit. Like I've made some other, done some other little things that didn't get traction. And I was like, why? Well, this is just as interesting as my headshot. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, Allie knows that life. What'd you try? You tried the AI version. Did the AI. Yeah. I put it when like, that was like six months ago or a few months ago when like that became a thing where people were doing AI generated photos of themselves. So I tried to put my headshots through the AI generator. I don't know. I had this, like, this is more wholesome, but like during COVID, my, my wife and our son, who was a little baby at the time, we did these like monochromatic photos through our house where we collected everything of a certain color and put them in a corner. And- they look really good, by the way. You told me about that. And I w- went back to check and they are great photographs. And they did, I don't know, they did all right. But again, to your point, not as popular. I was i was like, this is going great. This is going to be, yeah, I was sure yeah. that they were going to yep. go viral. They're very well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Chasing the high. I, I just think it's kind of hilarious that this was something like, well, who told you to do this? Or how did you find out about this? It, it was the top voted thing. Like it was, ju- it just came on my consciousness. You just stumbled upon it. Yeah. And I, I didn't, it's not like I immediately jumped at it. I was, it was just kind of on my radar. And, you know, anytime you put yourself in someone else's shoes, you know, like you, like, I wonder what a flight attendant's life is like when they're, when they're not, when I'm not looking at them. Like, that's how I felt about this post. I was like, well, I wonder what it's like to get roasted on this subreddit. Wow. Why'd you just choose a flight I, I attendant? What's happening there? I, I went on an airplane recently. Okay. <laughs> just curiosity. Curiosity about what, what happens behind the scenes. It's interesting. Yeah. Like the way other people look at you in the world. Although these are your really extremely awkward headshots. So, yeah. yeah. It's still a little bit. Like, at some point, someone did see you exactly like those pictures, you know? Not every day, but... Certainly the photographer did. Yikes. <laughs> Allegedly, he edited them, so... Wow. <laughs> oh, did the photographer ever find out you did this? Some, no. People posed as the... That was a, another interesting comment. Someone posed as the photographer in red. It was obviously not the photographer, but he was like, I'm going to sue you. I am so upset <gasps> that you... Like, it was definitely not the real photographer. Wow. But no, and I've actually looked up the business and I couldn't find it. So I, I have no way of coming full circle with the photographer. Not that... I don't want to hurt that person's feelings. To the point you all are making, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't want to insult their... So I kind of also did this knowing that the photographer would get roasted, but it wouldn't ever hopefully yeah. make it back to them. Yeah. I mean, also, hopefully the photographer looks back on these as well and is like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and congratulations on being the most roasted man potentially on the internet. Thank you so much. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a true honor. Okay, everyone, we have two guests this week, and our guest right now is Ariyasha Mishra, a master's student at Lund University, getting a master's in media and communications. And also, Lund University is in Sweden, so we're very international this episode, everybody. Hi, Ariyasha. Hi, how are you guys doing? We're great. 
So I just want to know, how did you stumble across this particular subreddit and how did you choose to, you know, do a project on this for your master's? This is a very small project that I did for a course called Digital Media Research, where we had to kind of understand a few platforms and kind of the project was to understand symbols in pictures and understand the audience through comments or caption. We were kind of searching for pictures to analyze and that's how we stumbled upon Roast Me and thought that it would be really interesting to see what kind of societal power relations understanding we can get through uh, out of mocking and humor. You can understand a lot from just studying humor. And that's what interests us. Yeah. It's kind of like the the Comedy Central roast of really famous people, but of just random regular people. So it's like you're ima- like the person is there. You're imagining they're there. You're roasting them kind of to their virtual face. The goal isn't to be like extremely hurtful. It's to be funny, extremely funny. Ideally, if you just casually go to roast me and read the comments, it's super funny. And some are just like, oh my God, how could you say that? But it's so interesting. It's so creative. But at the same time, when people roast a lot about what their idealistic views in the society is, it tends to come out. Whether they mean it or they don't mean it, humor kind of acts as a, as a bridge to you know the producer of the image or like the roastee and the roaster. And that's what we were trying to analyze that, okay, it's humor, it's, it's funny, but is it actually reflective of something else? And what did you find? We were an- particularly analyzing men in the Roast Me platform. And we were analyzing body weight and men. There were like uh, six of us in one project. So each of us took like 75 comments each. And we took around 12 pictures, uh, six of people who are trying to lose weight and six of people who have lost weight. The way we sample this is by going through the hot posts and seeing that which of these people have mentioned their weight or they have mentioned that, oh, I'm trying to lose weight or I am I have lost this much weight. And we only particularly took those people. And at the same time, we also chose only men because um, men are somehow less researched and beauty standards when it comes to men is not very talked about. So we had like two major research questions. The first one, we were trying to understand how these men represented themselves on the platform via their pictures. What did they seek out of people on social media, especially on Reddit? And our second research question was about how these audience perceive this and perceive the people who are posting their pictures for roasting them. So um, about the findings, the first and foremost is the beauty standards, of course, that especially when you mention your body weight, people immediately and will obviously talk about your body weight. They will have directly roasted your body or they will compare your body with like compare you with, I don't know, like fictional character like there was somebody in some post who said oh you remind me of that kid in in Willy Wonka or something like that or mm. they would connect you to, to some kind of food but what was most most interesting was that people tend to tended to comment about uh, their sexuality or sexual characteristics like for example if it's a very conventionally I don't know fat person that if I people think that oh this person is fat then the first thing they would talk about is probably their man boobs or like they would say that, yo, you remind me of a trans person 
So it was an immediate take on talking about their masculinity by comparing them with talking about their sexual preferences or uh, their gender, for that matter, as a way to roast them. When you actually think about that, and what I understood from our research was that it's kind of inherent that when somebody identifies as a male, the only way to kind of insult them or roast them is to mock their sexuality. Because somehow, the moment you kind of compare a, a man to, I don't know, a woman or a trans person or any other gender for that matter, it, it's a sign of weakness. People think that it's funny and it's bringing down their masculinity. And so what, 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 was your, what were your general conclusions? Let me just clarify that most of the roles that we actually analyze about these men was completely unrelated to their body weight. So it's like, no matter what you do, people are going to find you ugly. It's like they will they will talk about your nose. They will talk about your eyebrows. It's Weight loss is not the only thing. So like I mentioned about sexuality and connecting men to other uh, other genders and other sexualities, it talks about the power relation in the society that who has the actual agency, who has the actual power, like because we live in a very patriarchal world, men are kind of in the top of the hegemony. The fact that you are comparing this man to any other gender thinking that it's funny in itself kind of talks about how these people view the power dynamics in the society. Interesting, because I look at men as problems. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's so funny that you chose to study men because women were already studied a lot as how they were treated online. So what are the differences between, well, obviously one difference is that the biggest insult to men is that they are perceived as being feminine or being women. How are the things that are already known about how women are treated, how does that differ or compare to how you saw men being treated? Uh, The kind of research we did was very specific. And for me to be talking about women in such a platform would be like me putting myself in that subjective view and talking about my own biases and notions which I wouldn't like to do because I haven't researched that. But having said that, when we were actually searching for a sample, we didn't mean to research men. It just happened to be that they were the ones posting their weight so much. When I was going through that, we found very less women who had actually who were actually talking about their weight as a subject of their roasting. That being said, it is very, very possible that women were maybe not confident enough to be roasted about their physical physical stuff but that is just my my guesses i i cannot say for sure when i was referencing to other scholars they have always said that body dissatisfaction is way higher in women than in men because the kind of body that has been portrayed as ideal for a woman varies very differently from what an ideal has been portrayed for a man. An extremely thin waist or a a very plastically heavier bottom is what we look at ideal women to be. Let's face it, nature does not, women do not come in that exact form. But for a man, the ideal body that is usually portrayed is something that is still achievable. Although I would reiterate and say that that is also kind of changing. For women, the most most insult that I have actually skimmed through and seen in 
uh, roast me. That is also keeping me as a subject because we are having this talk because I posted something about my group. Mm-hmm. So the most thing that we got is, again, we got very similar things that we were called lesbians or one of my funniest is that somebody called us the unfuckables <laughs> so yeah i guess i guess a sex sex and sexuality is somehow always talked about when we talk of rose oh you are the unfuckables oh you are probably the least watch orgy in the porn up history and stuff like that so th- that is something very common between men and women i would say but at the same time the physical things that women are roasted about varies a lot like they would be called a slut or some something that is very mm-hmm. stereotypical of some yeah. a woman who is who puts herself out there but these are just my preconceived notions i do not know for sure since i haven't researched women in this since our topic was concentrated on men yeah your the picture of your research group was so cute and i was like oh my gosh they Thank look you. so cute and fun <laughs> and then i'm looking at the the comments <laughs> <laughs> but the number one comment kind of agrees with me in a way it's like you're one black guy away from being a stock photo you know <laughs> oh my god when the moment we posted this the moment we posted this, we knew this was coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's because you're like you're all smiley, you're young and fun. It's a pretty diverse group, and they're like, yeah, you just need you know one black guy, and you guys are are the cover of some kind there of. There was one surprisingly there. We had a black guy sitting in the background. We asked him to join <laughs> us, and he's just like, no, I'm not getting into this. That <laughs> is awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. Tell him he was missed. The internet wanted him there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, he knows this was this was in a presentation to show the entire class he saw it. Amazing. Amazing. So I think it's so interesting that subreddits are even just becoming this this fascinating area of study. I mean, it makes sense. But what do you think is so great about this phenomenon in general where you have this self-created and directed community for this kind of material? I feel like as people we usually have a lot to say and reddit is a perfect platform where you can have a mix of pictures and text posts and super long discussions everybody is anonymous so unless you want to put your own name and picture and personal details out there nobody would know what you're doing or who you are and that kind of protection that kind of security that you have kind of makes you want to be more open with your thoughts and opinions. And because you interact with so many other people, with like-minded people, actually, because all these communities attract specific groups of people, like subreddits, like Roast Me subreddit. I was worried about, oh, what would happen? Oh, people are going to be so nasty. How will I deal with that? And in all honesty, when my research group and I, when we posted this picture, we were having a good time. And that's the only reason we posted it. But today, if I was having a really bad day, that post would be the last thing I want to see. The comments would be the last thing I want to read because they might affect me emotionally in ways that I wouldn't even realize. Or, for example, when we were understanding why these people post their pictures on the subreddit and we were analyzing the pictures and symbols in the pictures, it was so interesting to see that most of them, actually all of them, were searching for some kind of motivation to lose weight via the roast in the comments, or they were looking for some kind of validation. The moment you get validation or any kind of motivation from strangers, you feel like, okay, if the world is seeing me in this way, then 
there must be something right or wrong with me. So I think Reddit being that more discussion kind of a platform or a forum kind of, forum kind of a platform is what makes it so interesting for researchers. And what are some broader conclusions that you can draw about society? So, you know, you were already starting to go into the idea of even just looking for validation on the internet, what that says about someone and about us as a society. So are there sort of some larger conclusions that you've drawn from your work? Okay, especially when we were trying to study the pictures and why people were posting these kind of pictures. We tend to analyze uh, the people's gaze or the setting of the picture, how much moderation is being done. For example, in in Roast Me subreddit, they do not allow any kind of moderated pictures because there is no point to it if you use a filter and then post your picture on the subreddit. And the fact that people are posting their most vulnerable self, like, for example, me, I might be super vulnerable or super insecure about my acne or something. But the fact that I'm posting a raw selfie just says a lot about my confidence. I I feel like what we concluded is the myth of confidence because we kind of analyze confidence as, oh, you are shy. Or if you are, if you do not meet the perfect body ideals, then that means you're not confident. But we say the fact that you are confident enough to post the picture says a lot about what confidence is in the society. Another thing is the ideology of health, because right now there is a lot of talk about body positivity and there is a counter talk about fitness. And these two things, they do not somehow go hand in hand. I mean, let's face it, somehow beauty ideals and being healthy is correlated by the society that Oh, if you are healthy, that means, you know, you must have a model-like figure. You ought to be a model. You need to be skinny or perky or something like that. Or, I don't know, have a V-shaped body. And the only way you will get that kind of a body is is if you're healthy. If you do not go to gym, if you do not eat healthy, then you won't get that kind of a body. Which is quite weird because we have tons and tons of research papers and YouTube videos or even films about what goes on in the lives of models or what kind of food they eat. That is definitely not something a nutritionist or a dietitian would call healthy. And in order to bring down toxic masculinity, we have to accept the fact that every human being has a bit of masculinity and femininity within them. And that's inherent. We cannot change that. Why is it that if a man has accepted his feminine side, why is he considered not a man enough? Unless you're Harry Styles. Yes, yes. <laughs> then everyone just allows it. I mean, I think being gay is the most masculine thing you can do. I mean, it's mm. two bros hanging out, fucking bros. That's so yes. masculine. Exactly, Fair. exactly. Yeah. And don't even get me started on Harry Styles and queer beating. I, I don't want to get into that, but that's just, that's just me. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> One of the most recurring comments that we read under a lot of posts of the sample we were analyzing is when people were talking about their sex life that oh you look like a virgin how does somebody look like a virgin (laughs) how does that happen (laughs) or people were talking about bestiality or even incest and when i say some of the comments were nasty i think that some of them were really nasty because the fact that reddit is such an open platform people can say anything and because they think there are no repercussions and let's face it there are no repercussions and but and also that that there was 
that this place, I continue to just be fascinated by the permission, the consent that creates the space for this viciousness. Yeah. And you've, you've covered it a little bit, but that's, that's the most fascinating part of the research for me. Like, like hateful comments on the internet is not n- new or interesting, but this place is like, come on in, let's do it. Let's all do it and agree to do it here. Yeah, actually, the thing is, that's the difference between hate comments and roast. Yes. So the definition of roast me, as posted by roast me, is humorously mocking or humiliating somebody. They have put the word humiliating right there. It's, hmm. it's there. So you know what you're getting yourself into. But at the same time, they have added the word humor in the first, that's the starting of the sentence, to humorously mock or hu- humiliate someone. But the moment you see humor, you know that this place is, it's, it's supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's very important to understand under what context is these kind of things being discussed. Like these people who are commenting, they may or may not comment whatever they're commenting in under a normal post or outside the context of humor or roast me subreddit. That's what sets it apart, that hate comments are so obvious. Like the moment you read them, you can actually go and call someone, oh, you are a troll, you are a hater, based on, you know, a series of things that they may have said. But the moment you put humor over there, you tell people that, you know, how could you do this? They will show you the rules and regulation of the platform. That's why even roast me asks people that they have to have a handwritten thing um, in a piece of paper which reads their username and Mm -hmm. the name of the subreddit so that Mm -hmm. nobody can use this picture out of the context. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Those guardrails. Wow. That not only gives consent for other roasters to roast them, but also us researchers, especially when we are studying digital media platforms, we have to have a lot of ethical considerations in our mind. And one of the most ethical thing that we we could think of about this research was the fact that we do not have direct consent from the people we are analyzing. But at the same time, the fact that they have posted all these comments and posts and pictures are on a public platform. And the moment they post it on Reddit, they become a sort of public property. So there's a very thin line between privacy, like private space and a public space when it comes to social media platforms. So consent is just there, whether you like it or not. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's it's so amusing and fascinating that this is your area of research and we're so glad that you could join us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it was great. I, I am not a sociologist, breaking news, but I think it's very interesting that People used to have to conduct these massive surveys and get people to opt in to collect similar data, I suppose, right? And now it's just Mm. like we're all feeding the data into it. Yeah, everybody's just putting their whole lives out there for free. Yeah, imagine if you're in that field, there's like a whole set of standards for analyzing this type of content. But it's really, when you think about it, a very, you know, in the course of human history, relatively new phenomenon that now everyone is putting all this material out there that can be analyzed in this way or yeah. sold. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. It's the, the data can be analyzed or sold. And then it's tricky too, from a scientific point of view, I imagine, because it's right. like, how do you like standardize variables and stuff? They're not all answering the same question. Yeah. yeah. There must be a whole thing. Name anything you've ever put on the internet. And is it like a hundred percent exactly what you were doing or thinking or saying like, you know, it's all modified. And yeah. so I don't know. But, you know, even in the, the olden days, they talk about, how it's like, well, if you have people come in for 
a study, for instance, about sex or there's a really funny one about like average penis size. And then it turns out that all of the data was like self-reported. It's like, well, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Nobody was measuring it. There's kinds of flaws in data anyway, you know. We didn't didn't measure them. It's too obscene to measure them. So we just just asked people. Self-reported. Eight inches, you know. It's like, all right, bro. Yeah. So funny. Sure, There was a study that was like, oh, the average penis penis length has increased and then like in the in the you had to dig and realize it was all self-reported so like has it but Wild. yeah it's a fascinating place and i think obviously like a slew of gender and racial dynamics are at play which is fascinating i'm still tempted to do it and i'm still scared that i would like be so destroyed that i would have no more self-esteem left so i think that everybody who posts to this uh subreddit is brave and or diluted and it's very (laughs) interesting and not as scary as you'd think like there's the odd comment where people are unfunny and just offensive but mostly it's like i think it's kind of cute funny and not horrid funny yeah but as michael said you see all of it as a user you see the funniest stuff and you're like this place is awesome but as the person who posts you get a notification for every single bad one too and that was something I did not think about until Michael explained that to us. Yeah, it's just it's just an interesting place. You know, I, I think I am um, saddened by the number of comments that like aren't creative or clever and they just go for something like immediately sexual or racist. But it's also interesting how people are, you know, I'm seeing this one that was posted today where she's like, I'm the oldest daughter in a brown family so she's so then the comments are pretty racist but she is like asking for it in a way I hate right. to say it. she's asking for it well some of them are obviously racist like terrible but some of them are just racial like it's possibly another brown person posting you know like people are paying your dad to not marry not get you married off mm-hmm. to keep you unmarried stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah where it's like that's a cultural thing that probably other brown people are like ha 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 you know Mm -hmm. and then there's some that are just like fully offensive about the henna on her hands and stuff that's like okay that's not funny Mm -hmm. racism is racism but i but i but i want to ask the question of like if a person says come at me with racial stereotypes and we can then all laugh about how stupid and racial stereotypes are meaning the joke here is not like obviously no one is doing uh matchmaking or marrying you know trading you know livestock for for brides but like that stereotype is something we can laugh at if we all sit down and say let's agree that this is ridiculous go is that still bad you know what i mean mm-hmm. is making fun of racism still race is still bad i think there's a difference between being racial and being yeah. racist Yes. Okay. Like if she's saying I'm the oldest daughter in a brown family and people are like, oh, well, if you're not, they're making jokes about being unmarried. That's not racist. But if they're like, oh, the like clearly Indian clothes you're wearing. And then they say something like that, like mm-hmm. say something about that. That's different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What's the line if someone's What's like on a place that and they say roast me? I can tell you the line right now. So mm-hmm. this girl, the, the particular woman that we are talking about, she posted something and then she she has henna on her hands. And someone said, is that a shit stain on your arm? 
That's mm. racist. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not funny. Mm-hmm. That's just racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the line. If you're wondering what the line is, there it is. Yeah, because it's not commenting on the culture. But, but what I'm hearing is the line is not commentary on her skin. It's that that's not a joke. There's no punchline. Mm. It's not mm-hmm. a joke. Yeah. yeah. So the line is actually not even the topic of commentary. You're saying the line is whether or not it's a good joke. Which is the rule of the first rule of the subreddit. Right. Yeah. Like, that's just offensive. And it's also like you being ignorant. It's very clearly that's henna on her arm. Like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with you? Yeah. What's fascinating to me is that the line you drew actually, again, comes back to whether or not it's clever. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's not the features. It's whether it's clever. There's nothing clever about it. It's like, oh, it should sense. Yeah. If that if it was making fun of henna, but it was very funny, I can't think of anything. But then then would that would you be OK with that? There, I don't know. There's other ones that are like, I don't know if that's funny or not, but it's you know, I don't know. There was one where it was like, it doesn't matter what I say, because at the end, you'll still smell like biryani. And it's like, OK, I I don't know if that's funny. I don't know if it's offensive. You know what I mean? Maybe if it was more funny, it would be less offensive. We also have no idea what kind of brown she is for them to be like bringing up biryani, but, yeah. you know, yeah. delicious. So um. <laughs> so g- going back to us, like things we think are funny and say on the show, we made a joke. I made a joke, a running joke about how we couldn't cover Lindsay as a, to get podcast insurance host because the rates were too high because she's black. I'm not saying that. Still good. Still good. I'm yeah. I'm commenting on social races. Like I'm saying, isn't it ridiculous that that's fucking that would be real in this yeah. fucking crazy world that we live in, even though it's an off color racist well, I joke. Think, well, that's different because you're not making fun of me as a Correct. black person. You're Correct. making fun of society. Yeah, you're making fun a, of the system. Yeah, that's yeah. clever. You're right. You're and right. you know, like talking about biryani, that's not making fun of society because biryani right. is delicious. Yeah. you're and absolutely right. That's how the is it in- offensive to smell like that if it's something that everybody wants? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So mm-hmm. they're trying to insult like something that's not worthy of being insulted in that way. Right. Whereas yeah. Society being a conduit to like oppressive, violent white supremacy, insulting that is funny. You know what I mean? This is why comedy is hard, y'all. <laughs> Turns no, out. Turns no, out. It's very it. hard we, to be funny. We can figure it out. We can figure it out. You know, if the only people upset are white males, then it's probably funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a slightly racist joke that I think works, but the more time goes on, I'm, I worry about it. Okay. Let's, let's, let's right. judge it right now. Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I talk about, this is a true story that this guy at a bar, it came up that I was Jewish and he literally pointed to a quarter on the ground and asked me to pick it up. But the crazy part to me is that like he had bought me a drink and like was hitting on me while being anti-Semitic and thinking it was funny. Mm -hmm. So the joke is like a woman would never do this shit. Right. Like, can you imagine if I meet a sexy man in the bar and I'm like, oh, what's your name? Oh, Roberto. That's really nice. Where are you from? Oh, Mexico? Well, I hear Mexicans are really lazy. You want to prove me wrong and get to work on my pussy? And that's the joke. Oh, yeah, it doesn't work. I mean, I delivered it badly right here. No, no, no. I'm just saying it doesn't work in general because in society, you're way above like like a Mexican immigrant or someone who would have that. So you're punching down. Yeah, you're punching fully right, down. Right, but the whole point of the joke is that this is absurd, right? So I'm not yeah, punching down. Yeah, but given the setup, yeah. yeah. Well, be absurd and say, hey, I hear uh, tech guys are good with gadgets. You want to come over and fix my vibrator? That would right, be a better way. Up, you need to yeah. punch up. Except that the whole premise of the joke is 
like being racist and anti-Semitic, right? That like I would, so that's what's tricky about that joke. So I haven't done it recently because I'm still like a little confused about it. It gets a great laugh, but I'm like, mm, I don't know. Because yeah, I'm being racist, but I'm being racist in the joke to show how fucking dumb it is, right? Yeah, I know. That's really hard. Right. And I also deliver it like really naively where I'm like, oh. Because you're in the you're in the club with the Mexican, with the hypothetical. But the setup is anti-Semitism, right? So it's like. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying for me, it doesn't work. Is she punching down because she's equating herself with the hypothetical Mexican person? It, that, you're yeah, saying she no. is. No, she is punching down no matter okay. what. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tricky one. I, I, tricky for me, one. it doesn't work. Continue to tell it if you want. But I, I I, just think for me, it doesn't work. It reads like when Whoopi Goldberg was married to Tom, to what's his face? Ted Danson. She was married to Ted Danson and he wore blackface to do a comedy bit. They did a bit together and he wore blackface. And they're like, but, no, but Whoopi's no a part of it. Well, I mean, that feels clearly different <sighs> I mean, to me. I mean, I'm just saying. So they were trying to make fun of it, right? But no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. And so I'm like, still punch up, even if you're being like, you could be be racist to like Swedes or something. You doesn't know what work. I mean? Doesn't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? Because when are people racist to Swedes? You know what I mean? Like the whole point of the joke is like how absurd it is to hit on someone like. And then put them so, down. No, not put them down to be racist about it. I think I think upsetting racism just isn't funny to me. Yeah, no, that's the thing is like, I used to tell that joke. I told the joke pre-pandemic and it worked great. There's been a lot more discussion. So I haven't really done it lately, but I am torn about it because part of me, it always goes well, to be honest. But it's like, but there's a part of me that's like, uh, I don't know. But are you because you're always telling it in rooms full of white people? No. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, I mostly tell that joke at like when I do like Jewish events. So like, you know what I mean? I don't know how you didn't know this, but most Jewish people are white. Most of them. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like a very specific context. But no, I've done it in rooms with people of like totally like diverse rooms and I haven't I haven't gotten any complaints but I'm like if you wouldn't say it to your Mexican friend I wouldn't say it I think I did t- I did tell a Mexican friend when I first wrote it and he loved it but so it's but, it's, but I understand why it's mixed right which is why like no one's actually mm. ever told me not to do it but I me always I'm telling like, you right now exactly but. you're the first person my point is I've started to feel uncomfortable about it and done it less but I think it's an interesting thing where like I don't really it's it's out there and the whole point is making fun of racism but you know by taking this like very tired stupid trope right so i think it's interesting like the analysis of comedy and it has a structure as opposed to just like being fucking dumb and racist you know yeah right yeah Um, no i get it i think it's like an interesting debate where because like truly no one's ever confronted me when i've done it publicly and i have done it in like just general comedy clubs but I'm the one who's like, hmm. And I put it on the internet. And I was I was thinking the internet would really tell me if it was wrong. And no, nobody did. <laughs> yeah. But I, don't know. I see I don't your know. point, which is why I've sort of been doing it less. Because I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But again, I just think it's like an interesting conversation around like how jokes are structured, when they work, when they don't work. Like, what is the line? Because I also think comedy like should be racy, right? Like there's a part of me, racy, not racially. But like, I do think <laughs> that it should be on the edge right so it is a tricky thing of like where is the line yeah it's also like a little bit like the stereotype that jews love money is so crazy it's like it's like the stereotype that black people like 
watermelon and fried chicken. Who the fuck doesn't? That's like everybody likes money. Everybody likes watermelon. Like it's ridiculous yeah, that these you're, are cartoonish. Yeah. These are like turn of the century cartoonish things. Yeah. But the thing about Mexicans being lazy, that's even that's also different though. So it's different because everybody likes money, right? Mexicans yeah. being lazy is very specific and a mischaracterization. But it's not about liking money. It's about being greedy. Everyone likes money, but the Jews hoard the money and steal the money and lend the money. Right. And that's missing the cultural context of like Jews weren't allowed to own land and hold most mm-hmm. jobs. And they and so they went into the only jobs they were allowed, which were financial. And then suddenly it became, you know what I mean? So, so if there's yeah. a quarter on the ground. Oh, I got to get it. Right. I'm so for yeah. me making a joke about Mexicans being lazy is so cartoonish, you know, because they're also the ones like doing all the manual labor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe they're lazy because you won't give them a job. So there's, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's the same. But again, I hear you, right? So it's been an interesting one for me to like keep kind of thinking about, but I don't think it works to do it for like a majority group, right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe also maybe pick, I, I get how you're like, it's important that it be like ridiculous and and kind of punching down, but maybe punch down to like model minorities or something being like, oh, I hear that Asian people are the model minority. You want to prove me right and buy me a drink or something? I don't know. Like, let's see, that doesn't. Yeah, that's, I know yeah. that's not the one. But I'm just saying as opposed to one that's so obviously. But that's what I want. I want something obvious. But the other thing that I forgot to mention is that in the joke, I'm actually I talk about negging where it's like you put down a girl to make her want to sleep with you. So I'm like, only a man would do this tactic, right? Can you imagine a woman like the, and th- like it goes into the idea that like I think he was trying to neg and he just like overshot a little and landed on bigotry. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if a woman <laughs> did this? Mm-hmm. So again, I was sort of paraphrasing the joke, which I think doesn't totally do it justice. But like, yeah, can you imagine if a woman tried to hit on a man and then overshot and landed like and was just racist? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it also goes into like negging and like pickup artist tactics. So I it's you know, I don't know. I just think it's like an interesting conversation. You could neg on like penis size or something. I don't know. <laughs> that could be interesting. I feel like something that's specifically male and also racist maybe is better than like generally Mm -hmm. racist. Yeah, it's about, you know, overshooting, negging and landing on bigotry. So it's like I sort of have to be a bigot to make the joke work. I don't know. And then roast me going back to the subreddit. Like, have any of our listeners done it? You want to let us know? You can email us to g1podcast at gmail.com. You can hop in our Discord, discord.gg slash 2g1p. You can find us on Facebook, Two Girls, One Podcast. Oh, my God. The voicemail would be so fun. If you did this, I want to hear your top roasts. <laughs> so that number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And of course, please, 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 patreon.com slash 2G1P. No amount is too small. And you can find me on social media at Allie underscore Goldie. I am at The Lindsay Life. T-H-E-L-A-N-D-S-E-Y-L-A-F-E across all platforms. And Matt. Uh, Matt.com for all my things. That would be so impressive if you fucking had Matt.com. Who has Matt.com? I I gotta look it up now. I know, right? Me too. AllisonGoldberg.com. Like, thank God I bought that shit in 2009. And I think all the more respectable Allison Goldbergs are like really upset that there's an investor and like you Google Allison Goldberg and you get dick jokes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hey, Matt.com, there's nothing there. It's It's just, it's under construction. And I'm sure if I wanted to buy it, it'd be like 10,000. 
thousand dollars, please. Oh my god, I was thinking a million bucks for Matt.com. Yeah. That'd be so great though. There is a subreddit called R slash Matt. And it is only people named Matt talking about Matt stuff. And I'm there. Oh, my God. I know a guy. I know a guy who joined a Facebook group only for people who have his last name Mm -hmm. and met his wife there. (laughs) Wow. Years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Gross question mark. And so they're not related, but she didn't have to change her name. Actually, I never really (laughs) asked, like, did you do 23andMe? Yeah. That's a little (laughs) dicey, I think. But yeah. Maybe we should have them on and ask. That's really funny. (laughs) I don't have my thelindsaylife.com, but she tried to buy my socials from me. Oh. She's like a knitter or a crocheter or something. She's a a maker. How much did she offer you? So. Not enough. How much was it? I don't know if it was anything. She was like, hey, I have a business. Can I have your socials? And I was like, sorry, bruh. Well, you should have said, how much will you pay me? It wasn't worth it to me. All right. I'm just saying it could have been. Did I te- did I say she was a crocheter? I don't think mm-hmm. she had the money. Listen, she could be a super trust funder. You have no idea. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, okay. So how much should I tell her I'll sell for? Uh, um, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's hard when you're like, I, she's just making little sweaters. Look, considering you never post on social media, I don't think these are accounts are worth much to that's, you. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Wow. And now, welcome to my r slash roast me live. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. wow. If wow. I were you, I'd sell it for 500 bucks, start some new socials. Because Ew. here's the other thing, Lindsay, is that you don't lose your stuff. You just change your handle. It's true. So if you oh. haven't done a ton of social media stuff, I would sell it. <laughs> this is all against the terms of service, by the way. All right, everyone. What should my new social media handle be when I sell it to this sweet little maker who makes knitted crocheted things? Short girl 69420. Got him. Oh. <laughs> Roasted. I hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Heart your faces. Bye. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford, then mercilessly ridiculed within seconds of being posted to the internet. I mean, produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. This episode was edited by Avital Ayler. Production assistance is provided by The Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. In order to ruin it.